0: I can tell you the license plate numbers of all six cars outside. I can tell you that our waitress is left-handed and the guy sitting up at the counter weighs 215 pounds and knows how to handle himself. I know the best place to look for a gun is the cab of the gray truck outside. And at this altitude, I can run flat out for a half mile before my hands start shaking. Now, why would I know that? How can I know that and not know what's up guys welcome to run it back i'm your host Blair bomber and today i'm breaking down one of my all-time favorite films i mean it's a trilogy i guess you could Yeah, it's a trilogy the born identity it's it's great it's one of those movies where it's like i saw it when i was a kid and i was like oh this movie's supposed to be pretty cool i don't really understand a lot of it but my dad seems to be kind of into it so maybe i'll just do that dude honestly though Like, the first time I even heard of this was my dad went and saw it in theaters, and he was so hyped about it that he pretty much just told me what happened. Because this is 2002, and so I was 11. So I couldn't see this movie. I couldn't understand this movie. So my dad was like, okay, I'll just retell it to him as I know it, and then he'll get it. And basically, all I took from it was... There was a guy who was shot, and they found him in the water, and he couldn't remember his name. That was pretty much all I remember from what he told me. And I'd imagine that—I mean, my dad's a pretty conservative guy, so I I think he left out, you know, the dark parts, like when the dude uh, gets stabbed in the hand with a ballpoint pen and then jumps into traffic to commit suicide. And he left that part out, I'm pretty sure. But, I mean, I can't be uh, too, you know, certain of that. (laughs) All right, let's get into it though. Okay, uh, the Bourne Identity. Uh, here's a here's a quick plot summary. If you haven't seen it, um, you should probably eat uh, all the dicks. But come on, dude, see it. It's one of the, it's it's great. You gotta you gotta. Dude. This isn't like me pumping up like guys. You guys, if you guys seen this Bourne Identity movie, it's pretty good. Came out n- 19 years ago. 17. What year is it? Came out 17 years. That's wow, 17 years ago. Man, 2002 seems like it didn't even almost happen. It's so long ago. All right, boy, there did he. A man is picked up by a fishing boat, bullet-riddled, and suffering from amnesia before racing to elude lewd assassin and attempting to regain his memory. Come on, what more do you want? The dude is found in the water. He's got bullets in him. And he can't remember that he is a super 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 spy. And then he gets shot by assassins. Why wouldn't you want to see that? I I feel like people don't always know this. I mean, people probably have seen it, but don't know that it was based on, an, on a novel. Uh, Robert Ludlum wrote all of these. But what I love is, is the fact that like this was a book, and then the guys that made the movie were like, okay, okay, hold on, all right, well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna uh, take the name, uh, and then we're gonna change everything else. Which is which is insane. Like it's, it's crazy. Could you imagine if Harry Potter did that? Like if someone remade Harry Potter and was like, hey, we're going to call it uh, uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, but it's going to take place um, on a playground in the Bronx. You'd be like, what is happening? They're British. Nah, we know, but also we don't give a shit. So shut up. What's even more messed up is, like, the, the, the guy died. Robert Ludlum died in 01, so he was kind of on board. And I wonder, like, if he had, you know, optioned the rights for his book and then been, you know, like, pretty adamant. Like, hey, guys, like, as long as I'm around, you just do me a favor and – you know, keep it, keep my work pretty much the same. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 Rob, sure, 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 dude, yeah, we'll keep it. Then he dies in 01. Like, by the way, guys, uh, uh, we're changing it up. Matt Damon's in the role now, and so we're. Matt Damon? Yeah, the guy from Goodwill Hunting, he's really funny. We're gonna have him in this serious movie. Robert London just turns over in his grave. I mean, he probably would have loved the movies, they're pretty good, but they're not what he wrote, so whatever. Uh, directed by Doug Long. I'm going all over the place. I'm gonna try and keep this one. Uh, you know, pretty close to the to the chest vest. Is it close to the chest or close to the vest? I feel like either one works. And what does that even mean? Keep it pretty close. It's like covering your heart, like you're, like you're keeping your hands in close when you're fighting. What is, why is that metaphor? I, I can say that and not really know what the genesis of it is. And then you could hear it and pretty much know what I'm talking about. Like I'm going to keep it pretty, I'm going to try and not go too crazy with this. As I'm in the middle of going crazy with this. Okay, let's back to it. Uh, directed by Doug Lyman, which dude? By the way, dude directed Swingers. That was a movie he did before. He directed Swingers, which is dude. That's it's, that's coming up. I know, like, there's four or five of you out there that are like, dude, when are you gonna do Swingers? I'm gonna do Swingers. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna get the homie Big Jake on there because me and him once got like super duper uh, high. Uh, in I was living in this uh, living in this house with four chicks, which. Guys, if you're ever thinking about living with four chicks that you're not dating, don't do that. Just don't. Don't do not do it because what's going to happen is you're going to move in with them. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh, dude, I would never live with four chicks because, like, they think I'm going to have sex. I'm going to have sex with them. And you're going to tell yourself, I don't want to have sex with them at all either. And then, like, a weekend, one girl Walks around wearing what she w- would usually wear, and then your mind, as a fucking dude, will be like, "Well, maybe we could make it work." No, you can't. You can't make it work. You're never gonna make it work. It's like having four wives that hate you and never even thought about it. It's having—it's like having four lesbian wives because that's what they are to you. Because they look at you like you—you you are not even on the menu, man. You're not even—you're not even in their world. You're the guy that lives in the basement in the—the the old living room that is a living room. That's not even the living room anymore. Remember earlier when I said I wasn't going to go off and I, the next thing I did after that was go off. Look, Doug Lyman did swingers and then swingers was great. And it kind of gave him this leverage like, Oh, I really want to, I really want to, you know, take this, this novel that I love and change everything about it. So give me money. And they did. Budget was 60 million and it made 212 million. People, we love spy shit, dude. I don't know why we love spy stuff so much, but we do. I mean, I know I've always loved it. I'm like, give me some, give me a give me an American dude or just, you know, give me a white guy, I guess. Uh in Europe surrounded by other white guys and make him smarter, faster, stronger, better fighter, better kisser, better everything. I don't know why he's a better kisser, but for that joke he is. You know what I mean? That's what we want apparently. And, dude, like, this is this is kind of what's wild about this movie is uh, is they didn't want Matt Damon. Like, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know how the, you, you read those things like, oh, this almost went to this guy. And you can never really picture it that way. But imagine, like, them trying to get this thing done. And you're like, the guy from Goodwill Hunting and, like, the, the, the fourth lead in Ocean's Eleven. We're going to get that guy in this? And somebody was like, uh, I think he's gonna be pretty good for the role. And but most people were like, Get us Brad Pitt, who they almost got. They wanted Brad Pitt to do this movie. And then Brad Pitt was like, I'm gonna go make spy game. Remember spy games? No, you don't, because it was trash. Brad Pitt, not a good spy. I'm sorry. Wait. Not a good serious spy. He played a good, a fun spy in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but that was like that wasn't supposed to be, that's not a serious movie. That's, that's like an action rom-com, which at the end of it, he left Jennifer Aniston and married a crazy person. Angelina Jolie, though, I mean, I feel like any man makes that deal. You make that deal, damn good deal. I make that deal, damn good deal. Call back to Inglourious Bastards that I didn't, well, it's not really a callback because I didn't mention it earlier, but I mean, you got to know, if, I, if I'm bringing up Brad Pitt, I'm going to go to Inglourious Bastards at some point. You guys gotta get with this game or get lost. But yeah, they didn't want Matt Damon because like he had never really done an action role before, which I get. Like it's weird to think of like taking a guy who's not a like an action star and just plugging him into this serious, gritty role, and that's what it is. I mean, it's a guy with amnesia running around Europe, discovering that he has all these things, which is so dope, but also terrifying. I think about it all the time. Like I, I just imagine like if. If, like, like I, that's what I wish would happen to me. Like, I want to be in in Russia and someone speaks Russian to me. And I'm just like, and I just say it. I can't even fake Russian. I can't even speak fake. I can't even speak fake Russian, guys. I can't even speak, bro. Uh, it's nothing. I can't do it. But imagine if you could do that and someone would speak something to you. And then you just go, oh, yeah, I, I know how to do that, too. That's how dumb I am, though. Like, I I think that if I could learn a language, then I could just jump in and out of it, and it would just process back to English for me. Like, I'd be speaking English, but I would flip a switch, like when you change guns in, in, in GTA, and be like, no, I speak Russian. Was that Russian? That wasn't even a Russian accent. I can't even do a Russian accent. I can't even do an, a Russian doing an American. I can't do that. Or Russian doing an American. It's like a, it's like a, a Russian doing... uh. Speaking English, which isn't him doing an American. Can you imagine we called that? Hey, he's doing American over there. See that Russian guy? He's doing American. <laughs> Idiot. Fuck that guy. Anyway, Matt Damon's playing this role. And it's kind of wild to think about him doing that. Because before that, his he had a pretty good run. Okay, so here, here's the run that Matt Damon was on. He did, we'll just go, let, let's just skip all the ones we don't care about. And we'll start with Good Will Hunting. Because for me, that's when Matt Damon started. Everything before that, don't give a shit. Good Will Hunting, incredible. It's a top ten. I, I mean, I guess maybe it's might not really be considered a top ten movie for most people, but I, I rewatchable. The, the rewatchability of that movie is incredible. Good Will Hunting, Saving Private Ryan, Rounders, dude. He did those three in a row. That's ah, oh. like I get excited when I do three open mics in a row. <laughs> Like, I decided if I threw open mics in the same neighborhood, and I feel like I planned it out. Like, I'm, like, I orchestrated this shit so well. I was like, oh, hey, would you guys hear about when I hit Hidden Shamrock, Durkens, and then fucking Patsy's last week? Mm-hmm. Shit, I'm making goddamn moves out here. You feel me? <laughs> Heavy Private Ryan Rounders, Google Hunting. Damn. But then he did Dogma and the Talented Miss Ripley fuck off. Legend of Bagger Vance doesn't swing a golf club. Can't swing a golf club. Do you know that? you Realize that it's not any. I saw a buddy of mine on Facebook post some shit about this is one of the best fucking movies, and I was like, "What, well, dude? He he he's not hitting it like it's like when you watch Kenny Powers throw a baseball. He's not throwing 102. He's got no windup. He's just stepping and like noodling the ball down. It's terrible." Stay with Legend of the Backyard Fighting Forrester was he, what was he doing in that? I don't even remember him fighting Forrester. Was he the main character? I thought, it was, I thought that it was a black dude. Was the main guy of fighting Forrester? Doesn't matter. But then he kind of goes a little, kind of goes a little dark for a second. Then comes back out with Ocean's Eleven, the majestic Gary Stolen Summer Spirit stallion of of, of, of Samar, Samarin Samarin Samarin, the third wheel. Okay. Um so from Ocean's 11 to this movie it went trash 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 it went four trash movies in a row uh and then this so I guess I can see how you'd be like oh are we get one on the guy that did spirit Stallion of the Samaran Samaran I mean he was it was a it was a voice oh it's a voice roll okay well he's doing a voice it doesn't count I'll take that back but he did do the majestic which wait that's a voice cameo too fuck. Uh, you know what? He was—he did the third wheel, and he was terrible in that. So fuck the third wheel. But then he did Barn Identity. And it's pretty cool. And whats I love hearing things about when a director is like just an asshole. Okay? I know I'm switching the gears on you guys again. But this is so funny to me because the guy, that, Doug Lyman had this whole thing where what he would do is he'd be like, I, I just really want to get behind the camera for a second. And I feel like if I get behind the camera... Then it creates this kind of this this great relation. Even though I don't really fucking know what I'm doing, I'm gonna. It's gonna make a cool relationship between me and and, and the actors and the camera. It's gonna be a nice little threesome between me, the camera, and the, I don't know how Doug Liman speaks, and why would you? He's a director. If you know how directors are like his cadence, he's doing too much. Like, I mean, who the guy? Who the directors that you 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 can do an impression of right now? You what? Tarantino and Spike Lee. Guys who hate each other, and I don't even—I can't even figure out why. Like, why would I can't even figure out how why they—they and they both do black exploitation films, and one of them wants to be mad at the other guy because he's white. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, I totally get that though. That makes total sense to me. Uh, Spike Lee—it would be weird if Spike Lee didn't hate Quentin Tarantino. You know, I mean, I, also Sp- Spike Lee. Uh, doesn't fucking we'll not go down the rabbit the rabbit. Hole. He's 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 incredible, he's amazing. The movies he makes are fucking amazing. You can't even shit on him for this. Uh but let's go back into Born Entity. Um Born dude. I don't here's the thing. When you watch a movie like this, like I do, I'm sitting there and I kind of put myself into it, and I'm like, that's how I know I couldn't be a, a super spy. Because some of the things this guy does. And he's just reacting and being like, even like the smart things. Like, okay, obviously the fighting and the, the the driving a tiny piece of shit car through Europe are things most of us can't do. But he does things where he like kicks the shit out of a of a of like a dude, and then takes his radio, puts it in his ear, and then he goes up there and he grabs like uh like the the fire escape, you know, like the map that gives you like the layout of like where these the fire like the exits are. He grabs that and walks slowly through the building. And runs when he has to. If that's me, it's I'm, I'm like a cokehead and predator two, predator two. Just and Jason Bournes is like, nah, man, I'm gonna be calm and kind of cool about this, and I'm gonna go to the roof, and then I'm gonna climb down the wall. Because okay, Chicago, chill on the fucking sirens, right? I'm doing a podcast. Crime doesn't stop, guys. That's what I'm trying to say. Crime does not stop, and it doesn't pay. Unless you're dealing drugs, then, I mean, it pays. It pays pretty well because people people like drugs. People always do to like drugs too. What was I saying? Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Look, and I think that's like the cool thing about this movie is the sirens and the drugs. There's no drugs in this. But I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I think I, I get too deep into the plots of these movies, and I feel like when I do that. It's like you you already saw the movie. You already and if you followed it at all, you, then I'm not gonna tell you anything you don't already know. I don't have any theories about, well, I feel like the third lead um in this one, I feel like Conklin was based off of the guy that ran it. It's like, no. The movie's fucking dope, the hand to hand is dope. The only and I like watch movies like this after I've seen them a couple like you know, like 10, 50, 30, uh, forty-five times. Like I've seen this movie before. And I just like I nitpick it about certain things, which I think is which I think are fun. Like, okay, okay, like, there are, the the fight scenes are all pretty dope. Well, they're all really dope. He fights guy with a pen. He grabs a pen, and a dude has, like, a bunch of knives. And then Jason Bourne's like, dude, I got, I got this blue pen, and I'm going to stab you in all the places you don't want to be stabbed. Including right through, like, between your, like, he gave him, like, stabbed, like, if Spock was doing the Spock sign, and he stabbed him in between those, those fingers. You know what I mean? Are you guys, do you guys get what I'm trying to say is? Okay, guys, I feel like it's aren't following me. All right? Look, my are dope. The, the thing about it, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Is the is the fight scene sounds, like the, the, the sounds of like the, the, the bodies hitting or like the, the, the punching sounds of them hitting skin, it's the worst. Like, can you still, can you guys hear that? It's, it's, it's like they're coming for me are they coming for me the sirens you guys hear this it's like oh they' there's a knock at the door how crazy would that be well he was recorded what if I'm a secret agent guys I don't remember the, how did I get here it's just wild whatever get back on track the fight scenes the sounds they make the sounds the, the sound effects of dudes punching each other it is it like it's like a cartoon it's like a whack <laughs> it's terrible and you wouldn't really notice it unless you were looking for it but I've seen it enough time for now I know it's all this bullshit and that's what happened I don't know maybe that's stupid it is kind of stupid I guess but after this movie Matt Damon went on to do some shit though he did uh, like look dude he did Battle of Shaker Heights you've seen that he was the executive producer of that movie he did Stuck guys he did Stuck on You remember Stuck on You? Dude, Matt Damon is following classics with some strong Euro trip. Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my vein every Sunday. She tells him she's injured, but it doesn't go it's Scotty doesn't know. Oh, Scotty doesn't know. So don't tell Scotty. Scotty doesn't know. I remember still in that song off LimeWire. That was 2004. I was in the seventh grade. You saw tits in that movie, and any this is this is like pre-pornhub. So anytime you saw any titties, it was like this matters to the rest of my life. And we used to download uh, porn on LimeWire too. We were we were bad kids. We were bad kids. Shout out Blake Grove's house. Shout out, shout out Dwight and Sally, hooking it up with that upstairs room. Actually, when we went downstairs, it was almost even worse because we were isolated. We'd like Skinemax. Four sequels, though. Five sequels? Born Entity, Born Supremacy, Born Ultimatum, Born Legacy, which did not have Jason Bourne in it, which is fucking weak. And then Jason Bourne, so five. So four sequels. Pretty good run for a movie that pretty much just stole the titles of movies and then made them not anywhere anything close to about those movies. Does no one else think that's funny? I think that's. Hey, uh, give us the title of that thing. Wait, I want that fucking title, dude. Give me that fucking title. Do you want the rest of the book? No. No, I don't. I want this the fuck. I want. The, I want I'm like Die Hard. Give me the fucking. T- is that what Die Hard did? I swear Die Hard, like, just took the title and then made the movie, like, nothing like the book. Which is also what I would rather. I would rather that happen, though. I would rather it be a thing where it's like, a, um,. If you're going to remake a movie based on a book, either make it exactly the same as the book or nothing like it at all. Just take the title. That was the problem I had with those those Da Vinci Code movies. Is the books, Angels and Demons, Da Vinci Code... Those were all really good, like incredible books, incredible books. And then they just changed everything about them in the movies. Like, yeah, the same character. Yeah, the same basic premise. But like the big parts, I don't know, uh, the endings were always different. Why are you you changing the ending completely? Because you want to fit a, a test audience? Why do we give all this power to test audiences? It's a bunch of assholes who got paid to be opinionated about a movie that they could never make. Or, or even be an extra in. Yet we're gonna give them some kind of power to like change a big part. Well, the, uh, these last three test audiences, uh, um, we had Sarah who uh, she's a fourth grade teacher and she really knows comedy. And then we have uh, we have Tim. Well, you know, Tim, he uh took a writing class at community college. I mean, and now he's a he's a guy who does recycling uh for. Uh, clinical trials of animal testing and he knows all about the spy industry because he knows all about spies and espionage so let's give him some fucking get the fuck out of here with that shit I hate that can you tell I hate it by the rant I just went is that another siren fuck off have I lost you guys yet I think you guys stay in longer when it's just me talking because you can just tell I'm gonna lose it at some point alright let's go uh Let's fucking. These, the sirens are making me gonna wanna. They're gonna make me commit a crime. Is there a word for that when the sound of something makes you wanna do the thing that the, the, the sounds are from? Oh, I guess that's porn. Like if you hear moaning, you're gonna be like, fucking, I don't like this, but I wish I was the one doing the moaning. Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? This entire podcast could just be Bueller because I'm talking to no one. Does that make me an insane person? Even people that I know that do solo podcasts are usually doing it with somebody else in the room, like a producer or something, helping them out. They're not just talking to a microphone like me. What a fucking, I'm such a fucking narcissist. I hope my mom stops listening to this because she's going to know she, I think my mom knows me better from me doing these podcasts than she does from like the conversations we have when I was, you know, in the same area code as her. No, shout out Bonnie. She gets it. Bonnie's a real one. All right. I, there's this this segment I, I kind of want to do because I think it's hilarious. Um, if you go on IMDb, uh, there's a thing it's called the Parent's Guide. And it, it basically what it does is it gives you uh, – like it runs down the, the censorship. So like sex and nudity, uh, violence and gore, profanity, uh, alcohol, drugs. It, it basically talks about like the things that are – that give something a certain rating. And then people will come through and they'll – They'll uh, they'll kind of like they talk about w- that part of the movie and how they rate it. Okay, so I'll just go into it because I think I think this is this is amazing. Okay, so sex and nudity, it was uh, voted as mild, right? And the comment under what is happening is is this: a man's and a woman's upper bodies are both stripped to their vests while he cut her hair short in order to hide her identity. After he finished, they kiss passionately. Would you even did that even qualify as mild sex and nudity? Doesn't sex have to be like mild sex in my world is like um she jerks him off under the table at dinner like in wedding crashers. That's mild. She rubs his ball bag, and then it's implied that he comes because he goes, so good. It's so good when you joke. I love when you joke. It's so it's so good when you joke. That's mild to me. Alright, we'll go to violence and violence and gore. The first one under violence and gore. Okay, so violence and gore is moderate. And then it says, several fistfights. <laughs> Guys, uh, this movie about spies. Are there fistfights in that? Dude, there's several fistfights. Are they pretty intense? Well, they're moderate. Oh, here we go. A man commits suicide by leaping through a glass window off of off a balcony. Which I feel like that wouldn't kill him. Although I guess it's implied that he's hit by a car. So maybe that that probably would. Profanity. Okay, here we go. At least two F words though both of them are hard to hear and one is mouth. Fuck off, dude. He mouthed the F. F. Could you imagine? Hey, this guy's got a real foul mouth. This guy's got a real foul mouth. Oh yeah, what did he do? He mouthed. The F word. Are you sure he wasn't just saying box? Because it looks the goddamn same. Ah, oh, Jesus. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Okay. Feeling stressed, Marie buys a flask of whiskey and takes a swig. That bitch she buys a flask of whiskey and uh, mild this is it should be nothing there's no alcohol drugs and or smoking that should be in any way seen as, as 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 explicit this is trash this is this is trash oh, what what is this hold on frightening and intense scenes that's what we're rating how int- oh my god okay the killings and shooting scenes could be frightening to young children oh the you think the killing scenes could be frightening to kids. Yeah. Is. Is that what you. Th- Do you think a burger could be harmful to a kid becoming a fat fuck. Okay that was. Was that mean. To the fake kid I just made fun of. I thought you could, You can't even say. You can't even say fat fuck about a kid. It's like a fat fuck is reserved for like. Like someone who is legitimately like super fat and disgusting. And they're mean to dogs. Then it's okay. If they're meeting a dog, is it okay? If the kid tried to kill a cat, can I call him a fat fuck then? God, I hope Bonnie stopped listening to this. All right, dude. That was a good run. I was ha- I'm, You know, I'm happy with that. Are you guys happy with that? I ran around, what, 20, 27 minutes? I talked for 27 minutes about the born identity, and I didn't even really talk about the born identity. I mean, I did. I talked about it enough where you guys know what I'm talking about. The born identity is fucking good. Oh, and by the way, I just want to apologize. I know I've been kind of sporadic on these. I've been running around uh, doing a, a bunch of fucking stupid shit. So uh, I'm gonna plug something at the end. But but what, how dumb am I? I end it like I went off the rails on this one. And if there's anybody who's still listening to this at 27 minutes in of me talking to the wall, and I'm gonna go and plug it now, I should go back and plug. I should go back and delete all of this and just plug my two-man sketch show, Bathtub Boys premiering Sunday, March 3rd, 8 p.m. in Second City's Blackhawk Cabaret. Tickets are $10. You can find me at secondcity.com slash tickets. Pretty good plug. Pretty good plug, guys. All right, fuck off. I'm out of here.